Welcome to Nerdy Stuff for Teachers podcast. I'm Jennifer Block. And I'm Shelley Bingston. This podcast will give you tips and tricks to get started using technology in your classroom. We'll also talk about the latest gadgets, gizmos, and resources. Let's get started. So today we're going to talk a little bit about emojis. There's a lot of great stuff coming out of ISTE right now, which is a big um, technology and education convention. And um, I saw Tony Vincent um, give a presentation um, about how to use emojis in education. And I think that's a really awesome idea. Yeah, especially since it um, connects to the students so well. They love using emojis. I know I get a lot of emojis in my text messages from my daughters. Um, so let's let's uh, find out first. Where can we find emojis on the World Wide Web? Tony Vincent, in his art in his uh, presentation, referenced a website called Emojipedia, e m o j i p e d i a dot org, um, and you can search through thousands of emojis, and whenever you find one that you like, you just copy and paste it into whatever whatever you're doing. So I think it's important to note that depending on what kind of device you're using, your emojis may um, come out looking a little differently. And that's totally okay. There's um, Google Chrome extensions that you can get of emojis. And um, of course, Apple has their emojis. And I, I think for the most part, they're pretty similar, but there's, there's you know, depending on the artist, they're gonna be a little different. Um, so what are some ways that we can use emojis in the classroom? Because, I mean, honestly, emojis in the classroom sounds like, I don't know what it sounds like. It sounds like something. <laughs> so I know a lot of um, teachers who are going to hear emojis in the classroom and they're going to roll their eyes and say, that's not, you know, related to anything I'm doing and um, they're not going to want to hear about it. Um, but I think the whole thing about emojis in the classroom is relating to the students that um, we can learn in many different ways and speak in many different languages to get at the learning. And so if this is what engages them where they're at, then let's give it a try. Um, I like to use this extension for Google Chrome called Emoji Keyboard, and you can go to the Chrome Web Store and add it for free, and it will be an extension that lives up on the side of your toolbar and then you can use it whenever you're on a Google Doc, whenever you're um, on Google Keep, or if you are typing something, anytime there's a text box, you can use this um, emoji keyboard extension. That's awesome. So let's, uh, let's look at some of the ways that we can use emojis in a lesson. I like the idea of using an emoji word cloud I do too. Um, that's kind of, I've never heard of that. Like it's been, a, it's been a few years since I used a word cloud and I think I might have to go back to it and try it again because um, that idea of emojis in a word cloud is pretty unique. And it might open up the door to vocabulary alert, you know, um, interpreting, you know, what are these emojis trying to say? Is that, you know, happy, sad, glad, mad, all of those. Um, and just, Getting a general consensus of how the class is doing, maybe after like a, a tragic event or after a holiday or how are we feeling coming back from summer, you know, are we, um, how are we feeling about that? I was also thinking 
that in some uh, special education classes like um, functional academics and functional communication classes that this would be a good alternative for students to use um, emojis to oh, share how they're feeling. Yeah. Okay, so I think something that you could use emojis for when you're in a class um, high on vocabulary is using emojis to represent a word to help them remember. So maybe like a flashcard where you have uh, a word, for instance, harvest or cultivate in geography. You might use some of those emojis to help you remember as a student what what that word is. And that might help. Um, I like that idea. Yeah. The next idea is to have emoji prompts. So they've made, uh, Tony Vincent has this really cool website that he refers to called birdseed, B-Y-R-D, seed.com backslash emoji. And basically every time you pick an emoji, it will um, show up and you can use it as a story starter. And you can either choose to add more emojis with an and then button. So maybe um, the girl was getting a haircut and then the ambulance had to come and then the students would have to figure out, oh my gosh, what happened to the girl while she was getting a haircut? The ambulance had to come. Um, and you can keep adding extra emojis and make the students figure out, okay, how do these things go together? So they're creative writing prompts, but they're also um, critical thinking to try to figure out how we can link these things and still follow the form of writing that you've taught them. I think also you could use these emoji prompts as a way to help teach the kids sequencing, um, you know, what comes after this and then this and then this, or a how-to uh, paper, or um, even cause and effect. What was the effect or what was the cause, you know, Etc. Etc. I think that would be a good a good way to go, and that can be used at any level. I know um, a great history teacher here in Round Rock ISD, William Waghorn. He um, he had the students retell a historical event that he had taught only using emojis, and um, they had to type out in emojis the whole historical event, and then they had to um, you know give it to a friend and see if the friend could figure out, you know, what they were talking about. And at the end, they had to write a Google Doc to explain what their emojis were saying, just so the teacher can make sure that they were on track. Um, but he got some really creative entries. And I think um, for his history, where kids sometimes are not that into it, emojis would be a great way to kind of sell them on, hey, I'm going to teach you this, but then you're going to have to represent it in emojis. Um, and that also kind of talks about critical or creative constraints where there's not an emoji for, you know, the word revolution. What in the world am I going to use? And so that creativity and critical thinking come in because they have a constraint there um, that kind of binds them to what they have available. I think that's an awesome idea. And you know, what came to mind when you were talking about that was hieroglyphs and um, the, uh, um, cuneiform and, and cave paintings even where you look you're you're trying as a uh, an archaeologist trying to figure out what these different cultures were doing what they're writing um, using emojis to kind of help so facilitate are you that idea that our um, our present day system 
these these emojis are like our hieroglyphs from thousands you know, of years ago. They're used so often. I almost wonder if we're not reverting back to that style of writing. I, I kind of <laughs> that's that's kind of a cool thought to point out to your kids. That's a great connection to make. Um, I don't know if we want to be judged on the emojis that we use by people 2,000 years from now. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Especially when so many of them have been changed to, to different meetings that no one would ever get in there. <laughs> That's true. So that brain. very cultural. Yeah. So um, I, there is a website called emojitranslate.com. And it's really cool because you can type in what you want a paragraph to say and then Emoji Translate will change some of those words for you to emojis. So you don't have to sit there all day and think about, you know, what emojis should I use? Um, and it will give you a paragraph back that has some emojis and some text mixed together. It's a great um, activity for the littler ones. You know, um, I also... One of the ideas that Tony Vincent has here is that um, using the emojis for the different topics in Google Classroom, I love this idea for kindergarten and first grade because there's a lot of teachers out there, and you may be one of them, that thinks there's no way I can get an early reader to do Google Classroom. But I think with these emojis, that will help so much. Find the snail emoji and click on that assignment. or find the top hat or the door, whatever it is. And, and that will be so much easier on them. And I think the teachers and the parents as well. I think that's um, using emojis to organize. is kind of a unique idea that really has some possibilities. I think about my Google drive and um, Google drive lets you right click on a folder and um, change it to a different color to help you organize, stay organized. But what emojis could do is um, Google Drive organizes itself alphabetically um, and you could put the emoji in front of the name whenever you're naming that folder and then Google would read that as a symbol and it would automatically bring that folder up to the top of your drive, making it easier if it's something that's like really important but has a name that starts with like Z for Ziffer or something. Which is exactly what I do for my website. I have a website folder and I put a little laptop icon on there so that it's at the top all the time. So great ideas for emoji organization. Um, I also like that you could put an emoji on your bookmark bar to stand for a website that you've bookmarked. I, I love that because not all websites have the little symbol like a Twitter or a Pinterest. Or they have a symbol that doesn't make any sense to you, personally. Right. It'll just be like the Google sign or a little, you know, generic page symbol. Yeah. Um, and I think about um, if you just go up to your bookmarks bar, you probably have more bookmarks than you have room for. Uh, if you right-click on your bookmark, on a bookmark that maybe has a long name, then it says, edit this bookmark. And when you go to edit this bookmark, you can rename it. And if you were to put an emoji there as the name and delete the rest of the name, you would have a lot more room on your bookmarks bar because I'm crazy about everything. Bookmark, I have too many bookmarks. I have too many tabs open. I have too many extensions. Like that whole top of my screen is chaos. 
Mm. And that's the way I like it. I like chaos. <laughs> I like to be organized, so we're we're a good team. <laughs> if you want to know more about um, emojis in the classroom and, and what Tony Benson has to say about it, his website is learninginhand.com backslash emoji18 if you want to learn more about emojis and education and see all his resources. We have a lot more stuff that we want to talk about. We want to talk about STEM. We want to talk about Google. We want to talk about coding. Coding. Um, and we want to talk about it in a way that um, is easy for the listener to understand. I know that some of those concepts kind of scare people away whenever I talk about uses for a 3D printer in a classroom. You know, sometimes people look at me like I have three heads. So we want to talk about it in a way that helps teachers um, not fear using this uh, the, these technologies. And you don't have to be a nerd to use these. This is all, you know, stuff that you could implement today. Yes. So until next time, keep nerding it up. Oh, yeah. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please follow us on Twitter at Shelly Bankston, at One High Tech Teach, or leave us a message on the Anchor app. And feel free to let us know what you'd like to hear in an upcoming episode.